shit, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 127. How are you doing, folks? Are you having a good day? How was your week? Did you have a fantastic weekend like I did? I absolutely had a great time. Uh, I'm of the mind state of thinking that ever since we upgraded our uh, equipment in the past week, that we have actually shaved off about 45 minutes to an hour of editing that I have to do a week. So I'm I'm a pretty happy guy. I like all the new gear. I like all the new setups we have. And uh, before we get to our guest, who I'm going to give a proper introduction to this week, proper accolades to, proper, just proper straight, straight away. I'll give him a good, good uh, intro in a moment here. But first thing I think you should all know is about a, an excellent offer that's available to our listeners right now, our listeners and our viewers. If you go to Floathouse, .ca right now you can get yourself linked up with the premier isolation tank experience in the lower mainland. What does that mean? Jason Day. Well, let me tell you. Let me, that means that you can get yourself 20% off your next float if you use our podcast promo code II podcast. What's that podcast promo code Michael Savedra? He's not here, guys. <laughs> just uh, that was a good long pause. Yeah. You lost yeah. it. You really <laughs> held it. You really held it. That was a Kevin Pollock buffering joke. Uh, I'll like, give you one of those. I don't know if I now, should jump, uh, who should jump in. Michael Michael's not feeling well still, so I, I hope he gets better. We we hope he he feels better soon. We want him to come back to us, and uh, he's he's uh, he's just not feeling well. So I'll say his part, which is uh, I I podcast is what he says. Anyway, the uh, podcast promo code gets you twenty percent off your next float. You get your own personalized float tank you get your own shower you get your, they, they do everything for you house coats clean fresh towels all the staff is really knowledgeable i could even go ahead and give you a first-hand account right now because jason dooms day is sitting across from you right now and he actually just floated sir how was your float today i absolutely love floating here that, i mean <clears throat> uh yeah and that's not a plug because i came in before the show that's right uh, all the way from Tawas and t-town just so oh, i can wow. do, the, do the float <laughs> and uh get, dude that's get a here. drive that's a drive. It's not as bad. You know what? I have this argument with all my friends. They're like, oh, you're like 45 minutes, an hour away. I'm like, no, man. I made it last night. I watched a movie downtown at uh, Scotiabank. I was on my doorstep in half an hour. What movie did you watch? Life. 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 Hmm. With uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah man. Ryan Reynolds was, wasn't in there very long. Who, wait, who was in it? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That's right. Yeah, he's... Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, not familiar with no, not, <laughs> not familiar with him, yeah. Deadpool, yeah, obviously. Ryren, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryren, he's a he's basically a god here in Vancouver. I think yeah. he's pretty much a god everywhere right yeah. now. He's, pre- he's doing pretty he's, well yeah. for himself, right? He's loving life. Uh, you know what though? All these r- words might ring a little hollow unless people understand just the gravity of them. That you're, you're that the person who's saying them. If I don't just properly give you an introduction <laughs> properly here, ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting here with. Uh, uh, one of uh, our, our white whales out there that we've been chasing, we had to reschedule yeah. this podcast a couple times, but, I mean, it was just the one time, but it felt like a long time. It was the one I, time, and then you ignored me for yes, a while. Yeah, then I, then I purposely, punishment. I want to make sure the camera's on me for this. Then I purposely, you know, was just like, I can't get to that right now. I can't get to that right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, I don't know, what if he says no again? Oh, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. basically, no, I, I actually was like, uh, so enthralled 
to have you on here, man. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I wanted you to come on the show so bad uh, the second we were introduced. And then even more so after I found out that we have a mutual friend in Jesse Bongfeld. No, Hilarious. Man. That's a good dude. He's former such a UFC good dude. fighter, yeah. That's right. And speaking of former UFC fighters, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for <laughs> uh, fighter slash actor slash stuntman. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of our new favorite friends of the show, Jason Dooms Day, ladies and gentlemen. Now that is a proper introduction. Hey, hey Chris. That's, yeah, that's, that's what he asked solid. for right there. That's solid. Uh, he's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, run down my accolades. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like sometimes you start talking to people and they're like, what is this person about? And it only yeah. comes like 20 minutes in. Uh, I am, yeah, I, I actually have like this weird thing lately where I, I start the show and I just start it. Just get going. Yeah, because uh, sometimes I... I I think I take advantage of the familiarity of the situation a bit too much. I can see that. Yeah. Sometimes. You've been doing it a long fucking time now. So, like, I mean, if I say get so it. myself. Everybody else should catch up to you. Get catch on the same you. page as you. It's get, not your fault. Get on my level. Yeah, Like exactly. some asshole thing like that. That's what the flat earthers are going to comment next. <laughs> oh, no. That was the last the, the last few troll uh, messages I got on YouTube were. Uh, is that this, a flat earth joke, though? Get on my level? Get on my spherical yeah. level. Like, is it, it yeah. going to be like this the entire time? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle any nah. more of those jokes. No, they were they were pretty uh, they were pretty aggressive though in their yeah. thought patterns. We yeah. were talking a little bit off air about was that. Was that the list of names you gave me before the show that I should go visit? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> they would be terrified if they saw that, dude. You you are uh, you are living a very interesting life. You've had you've had an incredible. I'd say this past decade, yeah, has been pretty pretty insanely shaped with like like incredible life-changing events you've had nothing short of uh you know a pretty incredible journey to get to the stage where you are right now yeah man it's um I, i've been very blessed I, I tend to think my entire life's been incredible uh i'll give you that i'll, I'll give up, you- <laughs> like, not saying that i'm incredible just just you know i've been i've been very uh for lack of a better word uh, blessed yeah, uh, you know, w- with growing up and, and where I grew up and how I grew up, uh, but yeah, I mean, the last ten years, uh, it has been a roller coaster, and, and I would never have guessed that I, I am where I am today. Well, let's start it right from the beginning. So, from a young age, mm-hmm. you. So, when did you start training? When was the first time you started? Like you, because you're your black belt, right? So no, you got no. that off Wikipedia, didn't you? I did. Everybody, yeah, somebody put me on Wikipedia as a black belt. I don't, I don't really have a belt. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to brag that all my research comes from you know such reputable sources yeah, as yeah. Wikipedia, but I did see that. That's one of the sources, yeah. Jason. That yeah. one of just one of them. But you know, <laughs> and everybody goes there, and then it's like it picks up this site, that site. And all of a sudden, that's, that's how it is. And I appreciate that. That's an honest dude to say that. You know, I yeah. mean, people would probably just be like, yeah. You, you can't sand, sandbag if you're black belt. That's right. <laughs> you know, you walk in. <laughs> uh, no, but um, I, I grew up in uh, I trained under Lee Mian, who was under the Roy Harris, uh, Roy Harris International. Okay. Uh, and so to get your belts, uh, you have to put a gi on. You have to test. Uh, that's the way Roy does it. And my goal... Was n- was never really. I didn't r- really care about belts, and I, I I'm not trying to disrespect belts. But uh, it wasn't your goal. My my goal was to become the best MMA fighter I could be. Right. So it didn't matter what color my belt was. If I had a white belt or a black belt, it didn't matter as long as I had the skills I needed to be the best MMA fighter yeah. I could be. So and, and a lot of people are like ah you know 
you're kind of disrespecting the sport. And I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not. Who would say that? Who would ah, say that? You know, purists. You know, there's people out there that, why don't you want your black belt? It's, you know, uh, and Sound- it's, it's great. If you want your black belt, all the more power to yeah. you. To me, it's like. Those guys sound like people that never made it to the big show. <laughs> just saying that. Just, sound yeah, like yeah. just saying that. Yeah. 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 But it is what it is. Actually, I shouldn't say that I don't. I came to Vancouver and I started training with Bruno Capdeville and under Bibiano mm-hmm. Fernandez, who you know is world champion over at one, one of the most incredible jiu-jitsu guys in the world. And I was training with them, and they actually Bruno gave me my purple uh, blue belt, uh, and then we we're doing testing. Somebody, I think Bruno was getting his black belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember because I had my blue belt on and I was rolling around with it and I was like tapping out brown belts. and Oh, shit. Yeah. You don't do that. And then uh, <laughs> so during the ceremony, <laughs> before Bruno got his black belt, Bibiano, uh, I can't do his Portuguese accent, but he's like, this guy thinks he's really funny running around on a blue belt. Um, get up here. And then he took my thing and slapped me with the belt. And he's like, here's your purple. Yeah. And so I do have a purple belt uh, under Bibiano. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, that's a pretty cool accolade. That's a cool story. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, oh, this guy. Yeah. This, I can't do Portuguese accents. I, I can't. I didn't even want to try. Like, I was going to yeah. try. And then, uh, but. That, um, that's also how you get trolled in the comments. This yeah. guy trying to, he thinks it's funny. Yeah, right. And then he's, he, he was doing a Chinese accent. He went, no, nah, I don't know, man. I could do like an Anderson Portuguese, like a. Oh, shit. It's like very, very. You're gonna get some comments about that. Definitely. Right there. <gasps> yeah. How dare you say Portuguese accents yeah. are effeminate? How but, dare you? but yeah. So I mean, I, I just say I don't because I, I came out under Roy Harris, and uh, that's where all my jujitsu came from was Lee Mian and Roy Harris and and Brian Bird, who's uh, another black belt in Alberta. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I picked up little bits from everybody I went to mm-hmm. train with. You know, like uh, you know Frank Mir and uh, Miguel Torres was a big part of my life for a few years, uh, and I miss that guy. He was like a brother to me. Uh, so he had a, he had also had a very interesting career. He had, well. he had some crazy times, man. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, I went out there to stay with him and mm-hmm. I, and he grew up in East Chicago and he, it's like the hood. Yeah. Right. And, um, I remember I went out there and I, they had a fight to Anthony Gomez. One of his guys had a fight in this baseball stadium mm-hmm. outdoors. It was cool. So I was waiting outside in the parking lot for them after they had to go and get paid. I was the only one out there, and this van pulls up, and they're like, "Hey, guys, with your tan shouldn't be hanging out here." And I was what? Like, I was like, what are you talking <laughs> what the about? Fuck? And uh, they were actually Miguel's friends, and they pulled me in the van and said, "You wait with us until Miguel's done because you can't be out here by yourself, white boy." And I was like, "Oh, Jesus. thank you very much." Yeah, yeah. Shy town, hilarious. Yeah, that is uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, so yes, I I am a purple belt. <laughs> that like, whole story comes back to being a purple belt. Uh, and the, uh, and the color and the color of that van was actually purple. You know, that's mm. how that's how it all turns out. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I I think I think about fighting as like one of these things that I I just vicariously enjoy. Yeah. So like I don't fight obviously. Like yeah. Is there a camera on me right now? Clearly, you know I don't fight. So pretty. Like it's of, not like this. Bit of a <laughs> no. You're a sharp looking fella. You know, you do a good. Yeah. They put you in movies, so I think you should be doing. Yeah, you, as a beat okay. up thug. Yeah, it's pretty much. We need a thug. Yeah, Jason Day. Are those the cast lines that they they throw you? They're like, oh, we need it. We need thug. We need thug, thug number one and goon. two. Goon one. Yeah, yeah, you get that a lot in stunts. So it. Uh, 
it's fun, man. Uh, I'll take it. I think you do pretty well for yourself. You you book pretty regularly. Every like, I mean, that's that's why you didn't do the show last time. It was like you just took yeah. a booking. Like, yeah, I mean, um, I've been again uh, very lucky. I came into this uh, into the city, uh, and Dan Rizzuto. Uh, when I came to the city, do you know Dan Rizzuto? I don't know. Never had the pleasure. Yeah, uh, no. he, he's a he's a he used to fight, and he's a black belt, and he's a, uh, one of the big sunk guys in the city. And he got me my first gig. I didn't really think anything of it at the time, and I talked to everybody. It's so hard to get in, and I uh, was just freshly married at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, as I, I, it seems like a pretty tough battle. I don't know if I can put my way through that. And then uh, I just started training hard and uh, met the right guys, and it just kind of snowballed. And I and I was very blessed to have a fairly good career. I mean, I've been doing it for five years, and I'm making a living at it now, and it's the best job in the world that's awesome yeah so i mean uh, it's, it's been great i can't that's, complain that's beautiful man because you know i think a lot of people struggle with you know what you're going to do when you're out of the 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 business you've already been applying uh. your trade in like people don't understand i mean maybe this is somewhere something that you and i can relate to a little bit is that you know in entertainment say in music you are able to be this like you say you're a musician from you know high school and you work your, you apply your craft maybe you get involved in the a band or something like that yeah maybe your band does well enough that you can tour for a while maybe you have a successful release on radio or something and then like you know what do you do after that like if it's not fulfilling you or 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 you know or whatever happens uh, like yeah what do you do after that because realistically you enter the job market now yeah. possibly in your 30s yeah and you're you're competing as essentially an 18 year old as as a 30 year old you're starting over yeah yeah you're starting over and everyone else has like a 10 12 year jump on you in yeah. terms of you know experiences and things like that so you're like what what do you do not to mention the fact that like just the practicality of having job gaps like oh. people are like what do, what have you been doing you're like i've been a fighter like and they're like yeah. okay okay yeah 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 do you have any references you're like what am I gonna <laughs> fucking call the fortitas you know like yeah yeah exactly like I totally like so so on many levels I think people in different aspects of the entertainment industry can definitely see that they, yeah they, they, because it's it's fucking terrifying man yeah it's it a big party right it's it's it becomes right. who you are and and your situation is unique in that you you were like you know so um, unceremoniously like pushed out due to injury like like the the nature of that was just so yeah awful like <laughs> you know so but before i before we get to that yeah because i i don't want i don't want you to, i'm not trying to do that try to do this a little more chronologically yeah yeah sure but because i know we've been jumping around a bit yeah yeah but fighting your your first let's go back to your first amateur fight yeah okay so your first amateur fight where are you staying at this time where are you? I'm in Lethbridge still. Okay, I'm back in. in uh, uh, I was working at the bar, the Roadhouse, really original name. Okay, but it was the place to be, and I was working as bouncer. And Lemian was the head doorman, and he got me into. You know, he's like, come down and train with us. And before that, man, I had never punched anybody. I had never been any physical. You know, I didn't play football. I didn't. You know, I played volleyball and basketball, and <clears throat> so it was all new to me. And uh, my first fight was actually in that Roadhouse. And they, they uh, had four or four posts on the dance floor, and they strung up ropes between those four posts. Really? And uh, that was our ring. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> that was in the early days. That's when it was like, it was the beginning of kind of the, you know, 
popularity. It was starting to build up. Quebec was doing a good job. They had TKO, or I think it was, I can't remember the name of it way back then, but they had a fairly solid kind of established MMA uh, pool. Yeah. And then Alberta was coming along, and there's a couple organizations, um, and Rumble in the Cage was the first in Alberta, and then there was another one called MFC, uh, and they kind of built the foundation for MMA in Western Canada. Right. And I was lucky enough to be on one of the first cards. Uh, and it, back then, it was still kind of like this fringe sport that people weren't sure about. It was mm-hmm. barbaric, and uh, it's definitely... It was the Wild West, quite literally. <clears throat> it was quite the Wild West, yeah, yeah, man. That was 18 years ago. Hmm. That hurts. That hurts, <laughs> like, man. When you start thinking about time... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, that was five years. No, that was not five years ago anymore. I still think, when I think uh, 10 years ago, I still think, like, 1999... Yeah, right? Which is weird. Yeah. Like 2009. Right? Yeah. It's a bit of crazy. That's a bit that's a bit crazy. Yeah. So so okay. So that was your first was that the your first amateur fight then? That in was my first the, amateur fight in the in on the dance floor. How, how did that go for you? Uh it was it was good, man. It was crazy. I ran out hands down and the guy plowed me right in the face. <laughs> and then at this point, have you how what's the extent of your training? Like are you it was, I was I was pretty good. I was pretty trained. I'd I'd won like three or four jiu-jitsu tournaments. Okay. Jiu-jitsu was my go-to. It was my right. base. That's where that's where my comfort zone was. And I didn't really have a good grasp of punching and kicking and and getting punched. Kind of did like point sparring a little bit and we weren't really hitting each other and uh yeah, that was my next question. Like, yeah, like how much sparring were Yeah. You? It yeah. wasn't like, you know, it was it was a different kind of sparring. On the ground, obviously you're going pretty good. Yeah. But I got smoked, man. I, I went around and it was just like wham. I just remember hitting the mat in my two front teeth. Like it like I swear they were, they fell out, but they're just loose. And then I kind of oh. came to and he jumped on top. Damn. Um, I actually ended up winning a decision. <laughs> yeah. So right that, that's that must have been a huge confidence builder yeah, to start like it's that. It's kinda like, oh, yeah. okay, jujitsu. I stay on the ground. <laughs> I don't do the stand-up part of it anymore. Yeah. And, that, that, and that was for years. For years, I just I had this kind of concept of run in and grab people and take them down right. and tap them out. That was it because I didn't want to try to exchange because I didn't know what getting punched felt like. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the progression of training. Like when we first – I remember Lee's first fight, uh, he got mounted and couldn't get out of mount. And that's how he lost. He got TKO'd. I'm like – Looking back, I'm like, that's like such a basic skill now. Right. Everybody knows how to get out of mount. Right. Because it, the MMA, the in the breakdown of that acronym, yeah. it wasn't, at that stage, it wasn't even quite so mixed yet. No, it, was, it wasn't. It, it, was, it was only mixed in that there was all these different styles yeah, fighting each other. Exactly. And now it's like these hybrid, these like... Now it is a sport on its own. It is. Right. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. You train MMA. Which is... Fucking crazy when you see yeah. these like young young dudes, you know. Do you remember oh. that? There's that. Uh, I think it was a Tapo commercial, like years, a couple years ago, three or four years ago, and it was the kids. The kids are rolling. They're like little kids. They were still oh. running that. Was they not yeah. still running that up? That, that are they still running? That? I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a Tapo ad in forever. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh no, they had one during He's WrestleMania ten last years night. ago. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, time traveler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tapo's no, WrestleMania it's... now. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I saw. It, I saw. Yeah, we saw a WrestleMania ad last night, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tapo, but like, uh, no, that's what they had. Sport. Little kids, like I'm talking, like eight year olds, seven year olds, yeah. rolling on the mat. Full, oh yeah, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, damn, that's, that's a like. Would you ever fight at that age? Full contact like that? Well, yeah, I can't. I can't say. I mean, it, it wasn't around. I know, I, right? That's I, I what I'm no saying. Idea, like, yeah. There's but, no. But Jordan Meehan, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Jordan, right? No. Um, he's Lee, Lee Meehan's son. He came up and he 
he was fighting like eight years old. I remember him, or even younger, maybe. He's like got these like the headgear is bigger than him, and he's in the cage or in the, <laughs> doing kickboxing. And he had his first, I think, uh, MMA fight when he was like fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's what they grew up doing, right? And he, I mean, he came into the UFC and, and uh, just started putting people down. Damn, is he still fighting? Uh, he just came back. He retired. He got tired of it all. He fought. He lost to Tiago Alves. Yeah. Uh, and he just kind of got tired of it all. He was, he was thrust into it very quickly, like into the UFC. He came in and I think he beat Dan uh, Miller. Oh, yeah. Be the first guy to finish Dan Miller. And Damn. Then, and then right Dan after Miller's that. Dan Miller's a tough motherfucker. Tough guy. Tough. And, and, uh, and then he came back. I wish I could remember better. but And then he lost to Matt Brown. He had a second fight. He beat another guy just like that. Damn. And then lost to Matt Brown. He got his, his cheek caved in. Matt Brown, there's another guy. Tough. Yeah. We've, you have also faced a murderer's row, and we're working up to that. I think. <laughs> we're getting up faced there. Faced a tough, couple of tough Cu- guys. A couple of tough guys. Yeah. Uh, so so how many of these amateur fights before you got into a legitimate octagon? A legitimate octagon? Was it literally the next fight where you're like, <clears throat> I can't do this volleyball net and the bar thing anymore, guys? No, man. I mean, because for the first couple of years, we bounced around fighting in bars. There's not, nothing... You know, maybe the occasional event center. So you're or, telling me you worked at a bar called Roadhouse. Yeah. You were fighting yeah. in the bar. Yeah, I was and, fighting in the bar. And bouncing around, just going around, just sorting people out. Are you actually Patrick Swayze? Because yeah, right? that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's actually, oh, I man. Think, the that, was, that was a crazy place. I, I, I worked my way up to bartender there. And um, so I, <laughs> one night I won the Rumble in the Cage light heavyweight mm-hmm. belt in the roadhouse and I went to work after so I won the fight started celebrating went to work uh, and by the end of the night I had a, for some reason I had these fluorescent yellow for some reason uh, <laughs> yeah fluorescent yellow fluorescent yellow track pants on wearing the belt and no shirt apparently because I didn't decide to get dressed after the fight just went to work sounds about and right and then I had Gangster. my buddy's big fur coat on uh, Gangster. Well, I was right. I, I, I was, dude, yeah. it's just like, uh, looking back when you're Sounds young. Sounds like anarchy. Oh, man. Today, I, I could no, never You seem like that. a classy fellow. Yeah, That's right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. We knew how to have fun back then. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, that was it. You're traveling around, fighting in bars. So so how many of those then did you uh, do until you were like, okay, I think I'm going to actually maybe uh, think about turning pro here. How many? How many? But the, 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 back then, the difference between amateur and pro was a, a title, so there wasn't. It wasn't like now where there's there's so many uh, different uh, you know associations yeah. and communities. Yeah, I mean there was like you know three or four different organizations that you could fight in, uh, and you'd fight amateur because no, you weren't getting paid. Nobody's getting paid, and then you turn pro and you get like, I think my first pro fight I paid a hundred bucks, and I was like, Ooh-wee. oh shit, uh-huh, here we go, and. Uh, yeah, it was, and then that's insane. That, it's like, crazy, right, dude? Yeah. The idea that like you can like get punched ever, like just yeah. you know, like let alone like win, but like just get punched ever for a hundred dollars. Yeah, is like if we went on the street right now, we're like, would you let this guy and just point to you? And yeah, just be like, would you let this guy punch you for a hundred dollars? And be like. No, like emphatically, no. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think there's about a couple of people out uh, on the street that might. Actually, this street. This street. This yeah, street yeah, might yeah. have better. Unfortunately. I'd want more clarity on the punch terms. 
Like, is it just like a gentle punch or is it like a leg punch? Is it to What's my head? kind of a gentle punch? Yeah. Like, what if it's just a, like a little tap? I mean, <clears throat> a punch is a pretty open-ended thing, I think. Right? No? Punch. Disagree? Gentle punch. I think okay. the, 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 the word punch pretty much oh, implies power. Implies power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I'm definitely out on that. <laughs> then you're out? You're I'm out. I thought I, I, thought about I could like, determine hmm. the term. Yeah. I could use $100 I was right starting now. to, like, I'm just wondering if I could start to negotiate yeah. some, no, some favorable uh, yeah, I'm terms starting here. to realize that uh, once the negotiations started there, that CMART was really considering <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could probably took one. Even, even the leg, eh? He's like, ah, oh, like, maybe, like, a punch in the, the leg. leg. That's gonna that. put, no. Yeah, but it's not going to, like, ruin my mind. No, that'll, that'll collapse your femoral yeah. artery. Yeah, I can still get home, though. <laughs> definitely die. Yeah. And go to work. If, yeah. if Jason punched you full, full on in the, in the artery, <laughs> just collapse <laughs> your probably fem- wearing, femoral oh, yeah, artery. Yeah, I guess Loveless yeah. maybe yeah. be different. Just ter- What? I mean, the MMA glove, it takes a tiny bit out. Oh, gloveless. 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 Oh, I say yeah, Loveless. loveless. Oh, no, yeah, I'm no. like, is that, your, is that your fight scene? <laughs> what? Chris Loveless. Yeah, that's what I meant. Chris Loveless Martin. <laughs> no, you know, Sans Glove. Sans Glove. <laughs> Sponsored by Sans? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> this took me way off track. Yeah, on anyways. Uh, Sorry about the that. No, that was good, though. It was good. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of like there's this kind of blurry areas like yeah you're pro you're not pro and then uh i mean mfc came along and they started paying a little bit more in king of the cage i think my first real cage fight was king of the cage i remember seeing king of the cage late at night on tv and thinking like oh this is uh like this is a real thing now you know like yeah like, yeah because like, i i was working at video stores just uh renting to the myself, old, the old UFCs. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're like one day they had the whole collection in, yeah. and I was like, okay, and I, I could take seven out at a time as yeah. a, an employee, so I would take like. And I used to think 10. the UFCs were <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. My friends were all into it in high school, and I'm like, you guys are weird. Kind of, it was kind of crazy though. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. And then, so you find yourself. So now, now you're making a bit more than a hundred dollars. Yeah, a little bit more. I mean, a little bit more is nothing you can make re- really a living off of. What are you doing to make ends meet during that? Uh, building houses. So you're like framing like that? Framing, like? drywalling. I, I, went fr- I, I framed for a little while mm-hmm. just to learn how to build the house. And then after I built it, because I grew up on the farm with my dad, and he taught me everything, like right. plumbing, electrical, uh, you know, drywall, everything I, you could want to learn as a kid. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, so then my, my dad... He loves building, so we started building houses together, me and my mom and my dad. Wow. Yeah, so that's what I was doing, and it allowed me kind of enough flexibility that I could go train. Uh, sometimes I'd go train at noon and come back and, and finish working, but most of the time I'd just work all day and go to the gym and train at night, and I think that was a big part of my success is just grind it out all day and just the mental toughness to go to the gym after and work your ass off. It that's something else, man. It's, it's like different, right? The, I think I, I think it's a good, you know. <clears throat> there's something to be said about that. The, I'm fascinated by the cycle of it, the the perpetual cycle of training, training hard, doubting yourself, reteaching yourself yeah. not to doubt yourself, yeah. getting yourself built up to the point, dealing with the unexpected stuff like illness and and things like that. Still training, training oh, hard, getting yourself to the actual weight cut. Yeah. Weight cutting down to where you just feel like this is it. I'm never doing this again. And then you get to the fight, get into the fight, winning, 
and then feeling the just the the exhaustion, like all of the oh, the celebration. It's and, the best feeling in the world. And then like seventy two hours later, where you're just like, okay, back into the ground, back into it again. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. It's, it's I'm awesome. really fascinated by yeah. it. From a distance, I feel like it's maybe one of those things that I I know I'll never attempt myself, but that I'll always have like just the most respect for. Yeah, it is yeah, something. Yeah. It's, I mean. It's not a parallel, but like album cycle releases yeah. or something like that a little yeah. bit because you're you, you're you're pouring so much of yourself into it all the time, yeah. And like you don't know like it like if it's gonna be successful or not. Just yeah. like you don't know if when you go into a fight, unless your mental game is sharp. We were talking a little bit about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. But like that same thing, like the parallel after it's all over, the, the you know I say like forty eight hours, seventy two hours after the the album drops or whatever that you're like yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, now what? You're like, it's hard. Like, you hear about guys like, like Kobe Bryant having like, like post depression from. Oh, like, I, from I never like, heard about that. Yeah, like, like you know, having it's it's odd, but you, these people that you know, someone who who you think they have no fear. You think they're right. It's yeah. just second nature to them, right? Yeah, like it's it's very strange to hear about yeah. someone who, from a distance, you think is like, oh, they they have everything sorted out. Yeah, but then they're experiencing like this depression because the highs are so high. The highs are so high. Yeah, of, you yeah, know, I of can competition. See that. Did you ever find yourself, you know, out of competition, you know, feeling that way in between fights? Like, or was it always pretty even, steady for you? Like, you know, it, it's funny because like when I started fighting, there was a year, the year that kind of everything got rolling for me. I fought eleven times. What in a, in a year? That's a good amount, that of would ne- a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people don't do that anymore. It's you like know, once a month. Unless you're a cowboy, yeah. that doesn't really happen. No yeah, one does right? that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless you're go, yeah, going down yeah. to bourbon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no the <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, and, and I remember you, I got so, I improved so much so fast. Right. Because it was that real life experience. Because you don't get to get out of the zone. You're in the zone. You're like, you fight. You finish, and then I get a phone call to fight. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm in I, right away. So you're just humming along. I'm just humming along. I mean, it was, I, I fought. Uh, I mean, I fought Ron Faircloth mm-hmm. out in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. I can't remember the order of that. No, Sorry. I fought. I fought. I went out and I fought Patrick Cote for the title in TKO. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit more now that I, I, I know the uh, timeline. No, the timeline. Yeah, yeah Fair, Faircloth was before that. Yeah. But then I got, and that was during the span, and then I got home, and like that next week, they got a call to fight Jonathan Goulet in Winnipeg. And I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Because you know what? I'll tell you this. When I fought Patrick Cote, I went out, and it was my first like really big, I'd fought in MFC, which was kind of like big out here, and I fought in Rumble in the Cage and King of the Cage, but... TKO had been around for a long time and everybody knew what it was and they mm-hmm. kind of had the highest production value and Cote had been through there, GSP, Loazzo, all these guys had yeah. been through there. So it was, and so when I got the call to go fight Patrick for the title, I was like, Patrick had just come back from the UFC. Yeah. So I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is kind of my shot. This is an elevation. And I knew, I knew at the time UFC was looking that if, if I would have beat Cote, I probably would have gone then because they, they had known about me. But I went in there, and I was in the dressing room, and I was shitting myself. I was so scared. I wanted, I wanted to retire. I wanted to go home and buy a house with a white picket fence, get a dog, get a wife. Just settle that right down. Wow. I was, and then in the dressing room, I was like, what am I doing here? This is stupid. Like, 
How many hours before the fight are you feeling like that? 30 minutes? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I was like warming up, man. And and, uh, and you get that. You kind of, like every fight, you kind of get a little bit of like, oh, I get nervous. But this was such an unreal, like, and I don't know if it was because I knew there was so much at stake that uh, that I think when you're on the verge of doing something great, you become more aware of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So so I was more aware of the downside of it, that if I don't beat Patrick Cote, Mm -hmm. am I even, should I be in the sport? Yeah. And the, I went out, and this is kind of the funny p- part about it, is I went out and fought him, and I lost TKO in the first round. But when I was in there with him, I was like, I can hang with this guy. Mm-hmm. I was hanging with him, and I got in a bad position, and I got TKO'd. But I got out of that fight, and I had more confidence after losing to Patrick Cote mm. than I had winning like six, seven fights in a row before that. Right. Now... It's because you were able to test your limits in like in a, a, I think maybe in like a a believable stage, yeah, something like a a very peer reviewed, you know, yeah, yeah, because you're because you're before that you're kind of fighting. It doesn't really seem real because you're you're fighting in bars, uh, you're fighting in kind of these arenas, these makeshift arenas, and it just doesn't, yeah, like you said, doesn't really feel real. Mm -hmm. And then you go to some place where. GSP fought and and came from. It's like this is kind of this is the feeder. This is how you get there. This, there's a discernible path that yeah. that exists. Like yeah. you, you you know like it, once that happens, it does seem to be like it creates that in the mind's eye. Everyone yeah. can see that. that oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You go a hundred percent. So so right after that, it didn't go the way you had, you anticipated. Didn't, but didn't go. the confidence was there. What was the, the next step for you? What, what happened? Well, I went home and I started training, and then like I swear, two days later. They called and the uh, Winnipeg called and Christoph it was Christoph Szczynski's show. Yeah, and I fought him the, the, before. So the, oh, is this the second? Uh, but I didn't fight Christoph. It was his. It was his actual show in Winnipeg. Oh, sorry, sorry, my yeah. apologies. Yeah, and they called and said uh, we need somebody to fight Jonathan Goulet, and I'm like, I'll do it. And <laughs> Lee, Lee was like, You sure? You like that's yeah. two weeks from now. I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. And so this is checked. truly the Wild West. Could you yeah. imagine them ever like, oh, yeah. like medical suspensions now and things oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, like, I think yeah. Metal minimum is like 30, four, 30 days. 30 yeah. days, four weeks, something like yeah. that. Minimum. Yeah. Two days That seems later. like a good idea, though. <laughs> it does seem like a good <laughs> idea. I got to admit. I got to admit. <laughs> I had stitches. Like, I, I, I had stitches. I'm like, the stitches, will, stitches had... will be out by then. Yeah, sure. And, day uh, before. Yeah. And then I went in and um, I fought Goulet. I tapped him with an arm bar. And it was Another unreal experience because uh, I fought Jonathan and uh, I think Patrick, no, it was GSP and Loaza were in his corner. Yeah. And then after the fight, uh, we're kind of hanging out and and then Patrick's like, oh, you get to fight. Your next step is to fight Loazo. And they all joked about, oh, uh, Mm -hmm. you can fight Loazo. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, like I would do that. And then uh, it happened. Like I think uh, like a year later I fought him. Damn. But it's like, yeah, man, it just builds from there. And then the more I fought, and they don't do it nowadays. Like the guys, I got friends that fight, man, and they want to get to the UFC, and they fight once a year maybe, maybe twice a year. And I'm like, you guys, you're young. You have a limited window window to get there. And then when you get there, you have even more of a limited window. Such a small window. And, they're, and guys, people... Always find excuses. Oh yeah. Well, there's nowhere to fight out here. There, you know, we can, we can't. I can't get a fight. You can get a fight. There, there's organizations everywhere. 
if your manager's not getting you a fight, you start making the phone calls. You start saying, hey, I'll fight that guy. Yeah. You know, you, you, the internet, you know immediately when somebody's looking. You can go on all these forums, uh, Facebook. You know, I always see posts, hey, looking for this, looking for do it. I don't care if you're, if you're not in tip-top shape. Everybody wants to be peaked. And mm-hmm. then I was peaked for a year, but I wasn't peaked. You know, I was just training, training, training. Just keep training and then fight. Fight, right? Just do it. That's the thing. And it was almost, it, it really served you well. It afforded you keeping in that fight site. Like we were saying, yeah. you didn't have the, the layover in between no. fights of like, you know, what am I doing? Should I do it? Like you were like picking up the phone a couple of days later and being like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll fight it. again. And I got I to gotta attribute that to Lee Meehan. Like that was his, all his guys. Look at his son. His son, I think he was had over 20-some fights by the time he was 20. Uh, Jesse Bongfeld, he was fighting all the time. Like he was just, Dan Chambers, all Lee's guys were ready to fight any time. And, and we had to be because we knew Lee was crazy. Because Lee would be like, yeah, Jay will be there. And, and hang up and like and Damn. like I mean crazy in a good way he's just and that's I think that's a huge part of uh, why everyone's so successful there not only is he a great trainer but he just put you in there you you have a really strong grasp on on how you you've made your way in this I think a lot of people don't have that kind of self-awareness especially you know especially in the fight game it doesn't seem like people have that kind of self-awareness in order just to take control of their own career like that i do i do now do you feel like that is a product of like maybe not hindsight but just being able to evaluate not having to it, worry about fighting every few weeks kind of thing yeah i mean it's it's a product of you know you know what it is it's i've had i am now at the time yeah you, you don't really understand it you're just like ah, i just I, i'm doing something i love and i put my trust in in lee and he's gonna find me fights and and but when you kind of when you gone down my path and when my career ended, uh, I had a very very difficult time with it. I was Jason Doomsday, uh, the fighter, the MMA fighter. That's yeah. all I knew, and it was <clears throat> you know I, I I had skills. I could build houses and that. But that's all. I, that's that's who I identified. Everybody knew me as that. And it was if for some reason, you know, that's all. Anybody, I'd meet. I'd see somebody and like, ah, oh, how's fighting going? Or, yeah, uh, how you doing here, or what's going on? Right, it's, and, it's all those things. People don't think yeah. about it. like your network. It's, it's so, everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I had, I had, I had the time, not the time, but I guess part of the necessity of dealing with no longer being able to do that made me think. You know, I went, mm-hmm. I kind of looked at how I did it, and and then you know, you can spot. You know, I, I think I can spot why guys aren't aren't doing that anymore. Or, you know, why they're not making it. It's like. I, I that was my path. It, it can't be. Maybe it's not for everybody, you know. But I, I just I truly believe that if you want to do something, you want to be successful at something, you gotta immerse yourself in that. That's got to be your life, and you gotta yeah. you can't have excuses. Everybody has excuses today. I think I think the excuses issue is really really problematic. It's especially in entertainment, the amount of people that will put up these self imposed barriers yeah. all the time all the time they'll say like you know you know if if i didn't have uh this going yeah. on in my life I, you know i it's like you are choosing to just that's the thing some of them aren't even like that bad of a, of a decision some of them are yeah. just like 
um, you know, if I if I wanted to, I could, but uh, I'd rather, uh, you know, I, yeah. you know, that's not that's not for me. I don't want to chase money like that. Well, it's like, guess what? Someone chose to chase money like that, so yeah. that's the reality of it, and that's yeah. what's going to happen. Which doesn't make it mean that they made the right or wrong choice, but that's the choice they made. They yeah. went and decided to do that over what you did, yeah. you know. Or I'm saying like, or what one person should do, not, yeah. not yourself, but a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, I don't know. I feel like in production, I'm constantly trying to like push people into like you know the best versions of themselves in their yeah. art and stuff like that and some of it bleeds outside of the music and you're like trying to like you know especially you know i, I work with a lot of lo- like real real young folk right now uh much younger than i am real young folk real young folk yeah, and uh, <laughs> I f- i'm feeling real old yeah. young folk yeah. i'm feeling like it's it is funny though that like i can you know for the first time say like references in within the genre that i'm producing yeah and just have to explain it to people and not not like (laughs) how do i how do i explain it and how do i say this i mean not like hey you know uh you know this artist or this producer or whatever in this hip-hop thing and they go no and i go oh let me show them to you right away because uh you uh, you you just i'm just the first person to show you whatever it's like i tell you and they're like no never heard it not even you know they have no basis of like it's not even you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. if i was trying to show you like the craziest artist from the 40s or something like that you'd be yeah. like you're like okay like i guess that's peripheral knowledge that i might use one day or something <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. it's, it's not the most important thing to them yeah that kind of thing where i'm starting to experience that a bit and i'm like i'm like damn dude like i'm i'm like uh you know i'm 31 i'm not like uh you know i'm i'm not in uh, uh the later stages of my career or something like that but i'm yeah. starting to i'm starting to experience like hey man um i've been doing it for like 13, 14 years now 14 yeah. years and i yeah. have i just feel weird sometimes trying to connect uh on on a level that's yeah i'm just trying to be honest about it but yeah yeah 100 you know what i mean yeah for yourself though you have a good grasp on you know like you said almost like consulting like 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 fight consulting yeah well but i have a good grasp on what worked for me and what i you know what i mean uh do you think you can spot that though in other people I think I can spot when people don't really want it. They they're making excuses. You know what I mean. And then it's uh, it's just nobody wants to work, man. Everybody everybody wants to. The only time you, I, I see guys all the time posting these videos, you know, uh, here's me kicking pads, here's me lifting weights. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Don't don't go train so you can post it on Instagram. Don't go train. So that you can tell your friends about it or, or everybody can like your photos. Go train so you can get to where you want to get. No one portrays martial arts as a thing in general, right? Like, Yeah. Like, traditionally, is it not like even like with yoga, like you don't do it to gain benefit from it. You do it to do it. Too many to people. Like, to like, yeah. sell, like it, there's no goal. Like, obviously, yeah. there is a goal, but in the sense that like the, it's not a narcissistic kind of goal, right? Like, yeah. It's not about your image it's more about like an 100%. inward journey even if you're just dabbling it should be yeah. a little different yeah. right too many people have gotten into uh mma because it's cool sure do i mean it is pretty cool it, though it, 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 it well, is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is speaking as a non-fighter yeah. it's pretty just fucking pretty cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that, but they want to be known that way they're like sure. they're, i've seen guys like oh i'm a professional fighter you're a professional fighter how much do you make yeah oh you make 500 dollars a fight like there's a difference between being a pro, a professional fighter, and a professional fighter. 
I was a professional fighter, a legit professional fighter for maybe three years. Right. Out of my 13-year career. I was a pro fighter. Like, I had the label of a pro fighter for another eight of those years. But now guys are just like, want that label. I'm a pro fighter. And I get it. It's, it's cool in that. But too many people are doing it now thinking, you know, this is, I, this is what I want to do. I want to show everybody. Mm. And then making excuses. You know, they say they want to go step in and fight the big boys, but they don't do it. So you don't really want to do it. Because you hear that nowadays. People, that seems odd, though. People will call someone a fighter. They're like, oh, they're a fighter. They're not a fighter. They're like a like a showman or something like a that. A showman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you hear about that. Like when when Ronda got knocked out by Holly Holm. Yeah. And then refused to watch the fight by her own admission. Like months and months after the fact, she like still wouldn't watch the fight. Yeah. And you compare that to like say Conor McGregor when he got choked out by Nate Diaz in that yeah. first fight. Yeah. And Conor repu- reportedly. Uh, if you believe what Dana said, yeah. <laughs> said that he, as soon as he got to the back, he watched it like 20 times in a I row. I believe it. I believe that because that's a fighter mentality. I feel like, it, you know, like, look, 100%, like if man. you make a mistake, you want to get back in there right away and correct it. Yeah. That's the essence of the fight. Yeah. You know? and I said this to you before, before we got on the podcast, Conor McGregor, I, I, the reason he is so good. Right. Is because of his mind. He truly believes that he is the greatest fighter on the planet. And he truly believes what's coming out of his mouth when he, when he starts talking. Yeah. All that verbal, you know, diarrhea that comes out of his mouth <laughs> that's selling tickets. But he believes that. It's, it's almost like an extra limb in the octagon. Yeah, 100% it is. Right? It's, you got to deal with this to, whole extra limb. Yeah. And, and guys buy into it. And, that, and that, the reason guys buy into it is because he believes it himself. It's so crazy to see that manifested. It's yeah. such an interesting thing to watch. Like, it's, it's, I don't. I, it's something. Like, what do you think the probability is of him getting this fight with Mayweather? Yeah, man, I don't. I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, there's people that say it's a done deal, and then there's Dana White saying there's no way, and it's. And then there's Dana White saying that he wouldn't stand in the way last week. That's weird. Oh yeah. I, which I thought was weird. It's a complete 180. He did a little scrum. He probably. You know what? You probably realize maybe something with the Ali act. Was going to say that he couldn't stand in the way, right. so he decided to take the, for people, yeah, for people save some face there and be like, ah, you know, I wouldn't stand in the way of that because you know there's nothing he can do about it. Maybe right for people that are Sounds at home, like maybe don't know what that is. The the Ali Act uh, was a, a piece of legislation passed in the United States that essentially prevents a promoter from also being your manager, so to speak. And in, in, in essence, am I wrong about that? Uh, yeah, and I, and I believe, I mean, you can't go... It allows you to be a prize fighter more freely. Like, you can fight as long as there's purse and something to that effect. Like, it's much more defined. You, you, it's, it's Why are you putting me on the spot, man? Because I'm the kind of guy to make you don't feel... do this to me. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I was actually kind of terrified with, uh, for, like, one second there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe. And then I get, I get a, a glass bunch of hate mail after You're like, this. Are you... Are you uh, are you putting me on the spot right now? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, no, yeah, no. No, I, th- I think it also has something to do with the fact uh, you can't compete in different organizations. Like if you're under contract with one guy, uh, right? I, I mean, I'm probably wrong. You're probably going to get a bunch of hate no, mail. The, both of us are are <clears throat> equally legally it's so embarrassing. Inclined. They only have MD's email address, so he'll get it all yeah. for you. Uh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good. You might get one. 
one really like uh, ambitious yeah. Googler out there from MD <laughs> yeah. Yeah. correcting yeah. you, but, yeah, right. and they'll start yeah. it off by being like, "So since you're a black belt, yeah, <laughs> you'd be yeah. like, great, this guy's done no research, yeah. Yeah. didn't listen, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, hilarious." Uh, okay, so uh, we we were bringing up fights, fights. So let's let's get us walked. Now we we now we've gone a bit through the indies. Let's let's get to the uh, how does the how does the first uh, call from the UFC go? How, what happens? Zufa uh, yeah. shows up on your caller ID. What happens? No, well I know I knew it, I had I had driven down Yahoo actually did this story uh, story on this. I bought this five hundred dollar Volkswagen Jetta piece of. Shit! Can I say shit on this? You, you, if you, I just said it twice. You could say fucking piece what. of garbage. Yeah. Shit. Whatever. If I couldn't swear on this show, I wouldn't okay. fucking do it. All right. I wouldn't, All right. I wouldn't Good to do know. it. Yeah. So I, um, I bought this and uh, I took Lee, uh, Lee me and down to Vegas. We went down to Vegas because Lee had met uh, Dean Albrecht, uh, who is a big manager, and he said, "Hey, come down and have this party. Joe Silva's going to be there." So we drove down like fourteen hours overnight in this beat up. Wow. Yeah. Went there, uh, got to meet Joe Silva. Lee gave him like my fights, and so that kind of got me on disc, uh, on DVD, DVD, yeah, on DVD. Man, there wasn't VHS, yeah, yeah, not that long ago. Uh, and uh, Joe Silva's like, yeah, we know who you are. I've uh, been keeping an eye on you, uh, which was cool. Which must have felt nice. Yeah, and uh, we went to. I'm gonna just get sidetracked here, but we went to the UFC the next day. Okay, and me and Lee. What, bought- what was the card? Do you remember? Uh, I have no idea. No idea. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot again. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Just don't intimidate me across the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm real intimidating. Um, but me and Lee had bought scalp tickets. Okay. We just went Allegedly. Out. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. We bought these tickets from these very reputable gentlemen outside. Sure. Allegedly. And we got to, it was, we, it was at MGM, I think. We got through the casino, went to the front gate, scanned the tickets. Sorry, sir. These tickets. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> so I was like, "What?" I was, so, I was I turned red. I don't really ever really get angry, but we paid like five hundred bucks or something ridiculous for these tickets each. Each what? So Jesus I turned Christ. around. That's and red, I, that's red worthy. I marched Jesus. through the casino, and Lee was like chasing me. He's like, "Yeah," and he gets all like excited. Uh, and we found these guys, and they weren't tiny guys. They were like six foot five. I'm probably going to embellish, you know, like 400 pounds. Oh, yeah. Just but no, murders. They were like big dudes. And I, I, I don't know what I say, but I walked up. I'm like, these, they said these. And I threw the ticket at them. I said, they, they said these are already gone through. And the guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. And, and, and walked us back. And, I, and Lee grabbed him and made sure I went through with my ticket. And then Lee went through. And then he said, okay, this guy can go. And then we got real tickets and went in. What the That's hell? My really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, I, that could have went so much different. It could have gone so wrong. <laughs> I feel like if I had done that, that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. Uh, I just remember I was so angry. I don't like getting taken advantage Absolutely. of. No yeah. kidding. Well, you were you were in the right there. I was in the right, but you know, damn. <laughs> buying though. these tickets, you know, they probably felt a bit of what I felt just now a few mm-hmm. moments ago. I was just like, oh, you, you know what? Whatever, whatever you want, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you get inside, then what? Yeah. So. Um, so we watched the fights, and then we drove home. Car broke down. I rented a U-Haul, towed it back to Alberta. Uh, but in the back pocket, you're, you're thinking the whole time, I'm like, like Joe Silva knows, yeah, Joe knows who I am. Knows who I am. And that's a cool feeling. Hell yeah. That makes it so much easier to deal with flats yeah, on the side of the road. All yeah. that stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they invited me down for Ultimate Fighter tryouts. 
Okay, here we go. So I went down to Ultimate Fighter tryouts, and I made it down to the final 32. Um, and they say, okay, we're going to call you. Go home and train, and we'll get down to the final 16, uh, and we'll let you know in, like, December. Yeah. So I went home, and I trained harder than I ever trained. I, just, I was like, this is it. This is my ticket, Ultimate Fighter. Because <clears throat> then there's a lot of things that come along with Ultimate Fighter. You know, a little more notoriety, and you get more sponsorship yeah. opportunities. Uh, Hell yeah. And so I remember I was working. I was, I was framing. It was cold. It was snowing outside. Uh, I was framing with my dad. I got the call. And they're like, ah, you didn't make the cut. Mm. And uh, it's, that sucked because I was like, yeah, I'm going to make this. This is... I'm a shoe in. Just the build, though. <clears throat> Everything, build you know, up. like, I, yeah, I can, I, can, I can empathize with yeah. what you're saying. Definitely. And uh, for about two days, I was just like, damn, like, what do I do now? It's crushing, man. Crushing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got a phone call from Hardcore, or I think it was called Hardcore Fights, in, left, in Calgary. And, like, do you want to, said, do you want to fight David Loazzo? And I, I said, see. yes, I do. Yeah. So I came full circle. You know, those guys joking back in Winnipeg, oh, you get to fight Loazzo next, thinking, like, he was way out of my league. And I came around, and I got to fight Loazzo, and I beat him in Calgary. And I knew, I'm like, they have to sign me now. I just yeah. beat David Loazzo. I'm on, like, a five-fight win streak. They know who I am. I was almost on the Ultimate Fighter. And then Patrick Tate got hurt, and I got the call to fight Alan Belcher. And I was in my car. I remember I was in my truck, and Lee called me. He's like, well, what are you doing on April 17th? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Easter. I got plans. Yeah, yeah I got plans. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was like, uh, nothing. Why? He's like, well, you want to go fight Alan Belcher in the UFC, the first UFC in Montreal? What? I, yeah. <laughs> this is back when I could talk on your cell phone in your car. And it was okay. <laughs> allegedly. And I just pulled allegedly. over. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And I just sh- I, shaking. I was just like, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what to do. I called my mom, called my brother. Ooh. Yeah, man. And I was, it was, it was. I assume you said yes. Like yours, yeah. I was like, and it's yeah. funny. Seymour's not as well read. I just want to be clear. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case you said no. Yeah, everybody yeah. Said yeah he, he didn't quite do the uh, the full Wikipedia research I did. No, yeah, yeah. No. He's, look he's how that sure turned out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, but that that call, the uh, energy behind that oh. call, though. To think about what that would like. Crazy man. Like you're not. Uh, you're you're not a, a weak person by any means, and 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 to have that kind of emotion is not a weak thing. But oh. to have someone of your your makeup and stature to like <laughs> just to be like, oh, I have to pull over and like oh, that. Man. That's a that's a. I could feel that just oh, even man. talking to you right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's such a great moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Not to mention, uh, uh, because of the previous fight in in, uh, in from heart the, the hardcore fight. Yeah, with Lazo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How satisfying was that, winning that fight, knowing that there was this kind of, you know, hanging joke around that, like, oh, you know, one day you'll be able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the time, it didn't even really occur to me. I was just. I guess because you're still I building. I was just rolling, and, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just rolling. Like, I went from. I see. Yeah. Um, I, went, I, I fought Ron Faircloth. This is Ron Faircloth. I fought him in Winnipeg on a Friday night. They flew me down to Vegas on a Saturday. And that's when I went to the Ultimate Fighter tryouts. So, and so it was just kind of like, like I said, that I fought so many times in one year. Yeah. So it was like, okay. bang, bang, fought Ron Faircloth, went down to the tryouts, came home, trained my ass off to try to get an ultimate fighter, didn't get it, got the Loazzo fight. It was just like, bang, bang, bang. Um, and it was rolling. So it was just, I didn't even, it didn't even think, you know, I didn't, it wasn't even satisfied on that level. It was satisfying on the fact that I just kept rolling. That's crazy. Yeah. What, what was the, uh, what was the main event of that Montreal card? Come on. Come on. 
I just want to hear you say it. GSP Sarah 2. That's right, son. Yeah, man. Woo! It's it, a hell it of was, a debut uh, card. Yeah, it, it was it was the true fairy tale, right? Like, yeah, I think it, it was it was four weeks' notice I had for that fight again. Yeah, of course I want to fight. Like, Damn, you, you got to do it. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm 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 astonished at at the way things have been progressing so far because <laughs> you know. You you always hear about the grind. You always hear about people like putting in their hours and and like and like doing just the shit yeah. calls and like and like the poor pay and all that stuff. And then like yeah. and then you finally get these these life changing contacts. Oh. Essentially, like someone calls you up and like yeah. changes your life. You're like, what the fuck? Crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's so. I wonder if it's so effective. Sorry, I should rephrase that. I wonder if it's uh, affects someone so much. Because at that point, you've mentally lived it a million times. Yeah. To the point that when the reality actually hits, hits. you, right? 100%. Visualization again. Yeah. It makes you doubt the reality you're living in because you're like, it's only ever existed in this, yeah. you know, 100%. fantasy. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, okay. So after the Belcher fight. Yeah. I went to, well, went, to, went to Montreal, fought Belcher, beat Belcher. Nobody gave me a chance against him. Mm-hmm. They're like, who's this guy coming in? Uh, I remember watching this fight yeah. and, th- and thinking... This guy's not going to do the Belcher. Well, I just, I just remember thinking, like, uh, there wasn't... First of all, I, I, at that point, I was really just a big nationalist. So I'd be like, oh, he's Canadian? Oh, yeah. All right? All right. Ah, he's in Montreal. He's, gonna, uh, he's probably doing okay. He's probably uh, doing okay. I like it. Right? So, yeah. uh, but then uh, the, the short notice, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. It's a yeah. patriot, not a nationalist. Come on now. What was I? I was no, wrong no, with no, that? I'm just joking. Oh, but shit. It's well, better a, word. It's a better word. It's a better word. It is. Nationalist sounds actually kind yeah, of you don't want to use that. a little alt-righty. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to call you on it. Yeah. yeah. Not nationalist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. How about a patriot? Yeah, good. good friend. That's what I Chris meant. Martin That's what I said. thought you meant. Boy dictionary. I'm just, a, yeah, <laughs> I'm just a Canadian patriot is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, when you won, I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Actually, so when, just a sidebar real quick, when we met... Uh, at the gym up the road here. Yeah, yeah. When we met at the gym, and uh, I had written down my email as md.boomsday, because I'm MD of the <laughs> Boomsday Alliance, and uh, the guy who I was talking to at the gym, I forget George. his name. George. He's George. a nice, nice dude, though. Nice dude. He was like, Boomsday? And I go, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, boom. I was like, yeah, like Doomsday but with a B. And he goes, i got something you need to meet right now. Hey, Jason. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Jason really? came over just like, What's going on? I was like, I was like in that voice. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Just carrying like eight hundred yeah. pounds with you. You gotta imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you gotta imagine George, who's the nicest guy, especially up right up into this moment. And he says, "This guy's taking your name, man." <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, My yeah. face. I was just like, uh, yeah, I was like, agree to this. I was like, look, uh, I don't know what you think's happening, but uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, that was good though. It was we, funny. Yeah, we we, uh, we met right away and hit yeah. it off. I, I thought that was good, and then. And that was just sidebar of that, but like a short uh, short year later, I'm on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He, he had said he had said though he's he's like yeah yeah he's like, he's like you should meet my boy, Jason Doomsday. You know you know Jason Day. And I was like, I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I was like, he's here. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. I've, I've funny, watched man. you fight many many times. Yeah. Oh so, man, I appreciate that, yeah, dude. I've been watching for a long time. So yeah, it's it's interesting to hear 
background of all this stuff because yeah. like because all, all you ever see is like the press release versions of everything it's, it's funny man because one of the things i always said is pe- people don't understand that fighters are people too they have lives mm-hmm. i mean they, like you said you get the press releases uh you, that's what you kind of understand uh you don't realize what we go through in real life that kind of our daily issues affect us yeah you know what i mean or affect us when when i was a fighter uh, you know, so it's hard to judge people. It's hard to you come down, people come down on him like, oh, he didn't perform this. Well, what's going on is in his his mm-hmm. daily life. Like we were talking about um, before the uh, we've talked so many matches here. I'm, I'm starting to blur blur a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Being terrified thirty minutes before fight night, like like right before you had to go um, uh, for Quote. Uh, right against yeah, Cash Quote. Yeah. Like having that. That knowledge that like like I'm gonna watch that fight now yeah, and know that yeah. like you went into that being yeah. like okay 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 but then like the calm that it kinda, takes over they call your name yeah. and it it goes away it's just it's, it's weird very eerie like, right because up until that point you're like this might not happen yeah you know what's gonna happen you know what's gonna happen I but think so, yeah. there's a, some until they call your name they call your name and like okay let's do this but when I'm when I was in Montreal man in that stadium when I when I fought. I was on the undercard, and there was twenty one thousand people there. Like it was packed. I'm a big Habs fan, so you don't have to. You know, me, you know, yeah, you don't have you to know. tell me too much about the Bills. Yeah. But I would love to hear your interpretation. Yeah. The energy, <laughs> like you, I was warming up. You could feel the air moving from the people chanting. Like you could tell when the fight was over, and it was just. And it, that fight, I didn't have. I was nervous. But I wasn't like when I fought Quote. I wasn't the, I wasn't that kind of nervous. I wasn't yeah. like I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go home and do this. I'm gonna retire. I was like, yeah. I'm. I'm here now. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous as fuck, but I'm here now. And I'm, I'm gonna go do. And I just. I. I just went out in that tunnel, and it was just like. I just. It, they talk about the zone. That was. That was a zone. I just. Everything was like this. And it was just. The one thing I do remember from my fight. <laughs> As I'm across this uh, across the ring warming up, and George Strombolopoulos is on the other side <laughs> oh, of the yeah. fight, and he's st- he's standing up taking a picture of me, and I'm like, yeah, it's George. And then from that, it was just like fight. Damn. Yeah, man. George Strombolopoulos, whom I've been mistaken for in not more not less what? than three different grocery stores before. No way. I had a I had a pea coat on like a like a couple months ago and uh, this guy bagging the groceries was just like I like your show and I was like here I am feeling myself thinking like I like oh yeah you like intergalactic interviews no I like oh it's good to meet one of the dozens of you out there one of five that he's like He's like, oh, sorry, man. He's like, I, I just thought you looked like George Strombolopoulos. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he just lost his job. But uh, you oh, know, I'm, hilarious. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, here I am, <laughs> humbly, yeah, at the grocery store oh, now. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd always heard though, like uh, the first UFC fight, like maybe because you'd had like fairly high profile fights before that. I heard it's always or it can be very uh, like you get a little like does that you know. Sometimes yeah, you yeah. see it with in Your the first fight jitters. Yeah, but then sometimes someone gets like punched and like kind of and they they kind of like zone in. It yeah. almost seems like where they're yeah, yeah, like, 100%. oh shit, and yeah. then uh, it all falls away and they kind of realize yeah. that they're just in another fight and it kind of all comes together for them. But yeah. you sound like you kind of went in with the with yeah, the, with I went a strange kind of not confidence but with a clarity, at ease, at yeah. ease. It was there was just an ease about it. It was just yeah. 
Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's it's been so amazing so far hearing all the, like, like I said, like all the background, yeah, all this yeah, stuff, because yeah. I'm so fascinated by this process. But I feel like we didn't even get to really scratch the surface on anything. Oh, man, yeah. So it, Time flew by. So if I was to say, let's let's table this right now. Yeah, okay? yeah. We'll table the, the remainder of this journey. Yeah. Bookmark it? You have to come. Bookmark. Yeah, bookmark this right now. You'll have to come back very soon. In a year. In a, year, a full year. I, <laughs> Hold on. I thought you were supposed to fight more than once a year. Yeah, That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, we can't do that to listeners. We, we can't do that to me because I'm just I want to know more. Actually, yeah, we're just getting rolling. Yeah. We haven't got anything juicy. We should we should come back here in like uh, a couple weeks. I could probably figure that. out. Couple if weeks if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm kicking around. I love that. You come and back. I think May May is going to get crazy, but yeah. Uh, Till then, maybe we could haven't got into out. the poisoned water yet. Oh, I no. know, <laughs> what? dude. I know. Off air. Oh man. Hashtag Sounds juicy. Hashtag hashtag UK conspiracy. Yeah. Hashtag. Oh god. Uh, Okay, we do have so much to talk about. We we didn't get to talk about the Bisping fight. We didn't get to talk about uh, uh, the events of 2011 that yeah. uh, that have brought you to this point. Like you know, I, what I'm I saying? have some words. We can talk about ICBC next time. See, that's what I'm talking. Uh-oh. About. That's Uh-oh. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So for what it's Good worth, sparling on for that. Sparling, <laughs> friend of the show, Alex Sparling. Uh, we, we didn't even get to talk about our mutual good friend Jesse Bonfeld. Oh man, you know what I mean. Shout out to that guy. You know what though? We'll, we'll dedicate a little chunk to the next episode to that. Yeah, yeah. Got to talk about that guy. This is good awesome. though. Like I, I felt you know. I feel like I've known you for like so many years. Just like immediately, <laughs> like right off the bat. Yeah, it was good. You guys are good. You guys are good guys. Come on. This, yeah. is, this isn't about us. It's about you. Oh no. Uh, Jason, if people are so inclined to follow you online. How can they do so? We didn't even get into this. Yes. How can people do that? I am uh, right now. I'm having a big hate on for social media. I I realize that when I have been communicating with you on Messenger, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I I, I, I shut actually, down my Facebook. I saw that I was unable to tag you. But you use Messenger. I use Messenger. Yeah, I like Messenger. It's, there's I prefer it. To even Facebook. that, I don't. I don't like mm. because. Trust me, if you guys want to get into this next time, we'll get we'll get into it deep because they're listening. <laughs> they are. They're listening. You're not they're, wrong. They're all listening. Uh, and, sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm just. We'll we'll get into it, but yeah, I you know, um, honestly, I, I don't tweet anymore. I still mm-hmm. have my Twitter account. It's J, it's Jason William Day. My Instagram is Jason William Day. I don't. I haven't really done anything online because I'm just I'm. I need to step back right now. And real and kind of evaluate how I want to communicate with people. Step back and do an hour long podcast. Step back and do an hour long. <laughs> but this is good. Because, no, this is good. This because, is this is much better. Yeah, I'll, 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 you know, I, it's just I'm face. The Facebook is, is probably what has really gotten me because of what is passed around on Facebook and how it is manipulating people and how they see things and. It's just to me. I was just like, I've had enough of this. I'd go on Facebook and get angry, and that's what they want. Yeah, they want you conspiracy to theory. Well, no, it. I mean, like oh, the face. I mean, shit. like Facebook feed is horrendous. It's, but I don't mind the messenger, and I know like you can't assume any kind of uh, privacy. privacy or any. Yeah. You know, like if you say it, it could be captured by any number of nets. Whatever. It could even be a friend that screen captured. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I like it because the messenger is reasonable and it's a reasonable way to contact people. Yeah. But I try not to click ever on like home 
and go look at the feeds. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, agree I don't 100% I don't with you. I don't get into like I yeah. try to avoid almost every aspect of Facebook. Isn't a messenger and messenger is just a convenient yeah. messaging service. But Facebook was it's it's a great tool for creating, you know, meeting contacts and sure. creating that. But somewhere along the line, we we've all gotten lost, and I and I, and we let's dig into this next time. I would love that. I I think, uh, you know, it's. I'm, again, you just have shown me another dimension here. That oh, I'm, yeah, we'll yeah. get into it. <laughs> but I'm, but, not, I'm like, okay, now I'm extra extra fascinated. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if if you if they do want to, I mean, my Twitter is Jason William Day. My Instagram is Jason William Day. If you want to email me, you can email me. I don't Anybody can email me. It's jasondaymma at gmail. Jasondaymma. Yeah. It's a good rhyme. Pretty, pretty simple. I like that. Uh, you know, it's long since passed but i'm like it's my email address i think that that's pretty good just so you know gmail's listening to oh yeah 100 percent they are time. Yeah. they are but they're not you making me that. angry they're, yeah they're, they're telling me what i need to buy that's exactly it but that's it's crazy they yeah. also they troll not troll but they kind of like scroll through your uh i think it's almost fascinating in the sense of like if you book tickets with them yeah they'll remind you they're like hey we noticed you got a flight coming up don't fucking forget you're like Thanks, Googs. Weird, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it is, it is so well, it's creepy. It's really cool, though. Yeah. It it's kind of so cool, but yeah, really on. weird. Anyway, I, I know everyone knows that, but I didn't know that until recently. Chris Martin, if people wanted to follow you online, how would they uh, go about that? I think we've just been over the fact that it's not a thing. That they can't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, as, we, as we already knew, that gag... Never gets old. I love that. Uh, if you are so inclined to follow the podcast, we'd really love it if you'd leave us a review. Go ahead and search us on iTunes and on Stitcher and on YouTube and on SoundCloud. You could f- search us on SoundCloud, but that's like our lowest tier followers thing. So, don't just so you know, if you, you ever call use... people on SoundCloud low tier? Low no, tier. SoundCloud is lower I'm tier. A, people hey, on SoundCloud are great. I'm a card-carrying member of the SoundCloud community. I, I've been an unlimited member. I love how... Sound, sound clan? Is sound, that what you just said? Sound clan. <laughs> I'm the clan. Sound clan. I'm a, I've, been paying, my I've been paying for an unlimited membership with SoundCloud for like the last... I don't know, six I love years how or oh, you're the one that's been keeping them going. Yeah. And so every time Yeah, every time you hear something about they're gonna collapse, I'm always just like, Great, now I have to back Another up dollar everything a month. again. Like oh, yeah. what I find funny is SoundCloud is so their ads are so behind the times that they're so easily circumvented. Like every other service in the world like YouTube, whatever, they play ads, you hit refresh, they're like, No fucker. Yeah, you gotta yeah. watch this motherfucking <laughs> yeah. thing. SoundCloud you just, you just go refresh, they're like, hmm, I guess you listen to it. You you would know too. You oh, I totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, and if you, so, if you want to follow us, we'd love that. Uh, search us on Intergalactic Interviews on iTunes and YouTube and Stitcher and SoundCloud, I guess. And uh, you could also, again, I really would love if you do this. We got some last week. Um, if we can get some reviews on iTunes, I'd love that. That's something that really helps us out with our ranking. And uh, man, it's just a beautiful thing to hear some feedback from you guys as well. So, if you're so inclined, give us a shout. Uh, Mr. Day. Sir. Doomsday. I think that this was one of my favorite episodes in a long time. I really, uh, I really appreciate yeah. this, man. Uh, Sweet talk. Thank you. Well, hey. <laughs> hey, what can I say? It's the baritone. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for coming to do the show. Yeah, absolutely. Please come back very soon. I'm talking like I'm going to be letting you know right away. Yeah, how and me. He's very pushy. He's very <laughs> aggressively yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, folks, we'll be back next week. And uh, I think you guys will like our show next week. And again, we won't be announcing it in hopes that they actually show up. That's For once. Yeah. For once. I like it. And uh, yeah, 
at the end of this. We love you. Goodbye.